Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Thanks for dropping by my weekly workshop, coming to you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. For those new arrivals to our community, the weekly workshop features a compilation of my content from the last seven days, including, but not limited to, inspiration for would-be side hustlers and full-time giggers, tool and gear reviews, and finding financial and lifestyle freedom through entrepreneurship. And also, if you prefer your content of the video variety, you can find it all at toolmantim.co. Thanks for taking the time to have a listen, and with that, let's dive into this week's edition of the Weekly Workshop. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. I'd love to say it's Sunday night, but it's actually Monday night, but it's also time for another live stream edition of Talking Tools. And this week, I have a special guest, the beautiful Mrs. Toolman. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and tonight, we're going to talk to you guys all about how we use our Amazon subscriptions to build up our preps. So we thought we'd try a little uh, live stream video there to get the intro. So for anybody who is listening to this on the recording or on the podcast or, you know, at a later date, thanks for tuning in. Uh, everybody who drops by to chat in the live stream, we always appreciate you coming. And if you need to know more about who we are, you can always run by toolmantim.co. That's toolmantim.co. Find out all kinds of things there. You find the uh, monthly newsletter, the weekly podcast, all my social media links, and the shop where we have a ton of different Amazon products recommended that have made me money or saved me money in my handyman business. And anything you pick up there, guys, you know it always supports the channel. So anyway, tonight, what are we talking about tonight, Mrs. Cook? Amazon subscriptions. Yeah, so this was, it's actually something that uh, I don't know if we'd say we're rather passionate about, but <laughs> I, you don't hear many people talking about it. So we thought that we would share... Uh, how we've basically set up our Amazon subscribe and save to help us build a pretty decent stockpile of the products that Amazon keeps. Now in Canada, they don't have as much as you guys do in the US, but we still are able to get quite a bit of stuff. Hey, Joseph, nice to see you, sir. Always good to see you. Um, so you guys know that I'm a, if, if you followed me or listened to any of my videos or any of my content, you know, I'm a huge fan of setting up systems, setting it and forgetting it. Hey, there's the lots project. How are you, Brian? Nice to see you. Thanksgiving was awesome. Thanks for asking. We ate too much. Yeah. And we actually got to eat outside. The weather was beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was so warm. <laughs> and then this morning we had snowflakes. So we are, <laughs> we put all of our summer stuff away, uh, just in time to get our first few flakes of snow. Didn't amount to anything, but it was what it was. So I always like when I first, uh, originally, ah, uh, you know what, I'll tell you this story. It's a good one. A few years back when I was working at the hardware store, we had some guys from Texas up working in the, uh, the wind farms. And they asked uh, how my weekend was going. And I told them we uh, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. And uh, they said, Thanksgiving, that's not till November. And I looked at them with a straight face and I said, Thanksgiving in November, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. He was pretty, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I messed with his head pretty good. So anyway, so we are going to talk about setting up systems and how we've turned our Amazon uh, subscribe and save into being able to build up a pretty decent grocery prep, eh, babe? Yeah. Yeah. So most of you guys, 
that have been into prepping for any length of time, or if you're new and you're checking this out, you may know the term copy canning. And if you don't, it's just something simple. You know, you, you, you pay attention to everything you eat. And when you go grocery shopping, you buy one or two or three or four extra cans of whatever it is you'd normally eat. And you set them on the shelf and you continue to do that. And it ends up building you a pretty good stockpile, eh? It does. Yeah. yeah. And you just, so something you like, something you eat, you buy it. Well, I should have put this in the title, but Amazon subscriptions is our way of doing canning, copy canning on steroids. But I thought if I put steroids in the uh, the video uh, description <laughs> that it might get flagged for drugs or something. So I thought we better not do that. But this is our, this is our way of supercharging copy canning. And so you guys know, it's not a commercial for Amazon, is it, babe? No, it's not. Some of the, there's other companies that do subscription services. Um, yeah, there's actually quite a few in the states. I believe of Target and Sam's Club. Got to have a subscription or a member a, a membership for Sam's Club. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. And then uh, up here in Canada, we have Walmart. Yes. Walmart does that. So, and I I'm not sure about Walmart in the states. I'm pretty sure they do. You guys use that for the daycare a little bit. We do with the daycare because we offer the diaper program. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So save a little bit of money that way. Yeah. And uh, if you guys are into your fur babies, Petco and Chewy.com. I'm not real familiar with Chewy, but I've seen it listed on a few websites. So if you guys are, you know, looking to build up some preps for your pets as well, say that five times fast, preps for pets. I don't know if I can do that, <laughs> but uh, Petco and Chewy. And they said Chewy.com. Hey, John, nice to see you. And thanks, Joseph. I seen the uh, happy Thanksgiving there as well. Uh, but yeah, so I know on Chewy.com, $50 or more, and you end up getting free uh, free shipping on it. So, but I just want to let you know, we're going to talk a lot about Amazon because that's where our experience comes from, right? Yeah. And Walmart and Walmart. Yes. So, but it's not a, it's not a commercial for Amazon. It's not an endorsement of Amazon, even though if you buy anything through Amazon on our affiliate links, it does support us, but just want to let you know, this is based on our experience and what we've worked our way through. So what did we do to get started, babe? Um, well, basically we just sat down and made a list of everything that we use on a regular basis and everything that we seem to always run out of and can, and of course, living in the small town, sometimes those things are hard to find. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we literally just made a list, didn't we? We, yep. we started paying attention to everything. <laughs> oh, let's see what Brian says. My postman would break his back if we ordered dog food. Yeah. They Actually, have, yeah. They yeah. get pretty ugly with me with the big bags of cat food <laughs> They're they at the post office. Three St. Bernard's. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it's three St. Bernard's anyway, but yeah. So, but yeah, it, and you, you could do it. It just, yeah, I'm sure your postman might not, you know, what do they say? He rings twice. He might only ring once and run away. Well, actually she got pretty ugly at my mom because my mom does subscription for cat litter. Oh, and they and put the cat heavy. litter in the big Amazon box and they just put it with a big red sticker that says heavy. And <laughs> that it, makes it all better. doesn't Yeah. It? It's, yeah. it's very heavy. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we started out, we made a list of everything that we used on a regular basis that Amazon also carried. So, you know, that was the big thing is figuring out what it was that we needed. And like I said, Amazon.ca, and for my American friends, the .ca means it's Canadian. And of course, the .com means it's from the United States. You guys have such a better selection, which we're kind of jealous of, aren't we? Yeah. We can buy from there, but it costs extra shipping. And who wants to pay extra shipping? Yeah. So, but, so we made a list and we'll try not to make this entire video about lists, but I'll tell you the things that we were able to, uh, you know, list on. You want to list off the first few? Uh, men and women's deodorant, ivory soap, 
uh, Dawn just dish soap, oxy face wash pads, lotion, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste. And we had uh, Ziploc sandwich bags and freezer bags, uh, disposable wipes, canned cat food, Swiffer wet jets and cleaners, rawhide sticks for the puppies. <laughs> Puppy pads, paper plates, spray cleaners, toilet bowl cleaner, peanut butter, nor noodles, school snacks, and feminine products. And now I got to bring this up. It is, you know, you will find some of the oddest things that are available through Amazon on subscription. You'll be like, what in the hell does somebody need a subscription for? Like tape measures, for instance. Except then you realize that Joseph puts up a comment and says, I've done my favorite tape measure on a subscription. Keep passing all the old ones to the helpers as the new ones come in. Haven't tried food though. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you, you lost them because I always found that the easiest way to find a lost tape measure was to buy a replacement, wasn't it, babe? Yeah. We moved in here. I was building some shelving and I couldn't find my tape measure for anything. Went and bought a new one and then found it in the pantry. So I guess food and tape measures go together. So I guess you had something there, Joseph, but that, that's a really good idea. And then, you know, break them high, you know, lose them, that kind of stuff. But yeah, so we made a huge list. And then, of course, we went to Walmart. Uh, Superstore is a big grocery store up here in Canada. And we went to Costco. Priced everything and seen. And what did we find, babe? Uh, Walmart and Amazon are pretty similar in pricing. Uh, but with Walmart, I'm not sure if, it, if they do it in the States or not. But sometimes they offer like a really good deal. and But the sizing is different. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but we always found that Walmart has these odd, weird friggin' sizes, don't they? Yes. They'll be like, uh, you know, an eighth of an ounce of something or whatever, you know? Uh, what Brian say? You put down the tape measure to pick up a snack. That's exactly, see, you know, right? <laughs> I was actually measuring the uh, granola bar to see if it would fit in my mouth in one bite, but um, Becky gets mad at me. So, but yeah, so we, we found that Walmart's really bad at having really odd sized things. Like it's basically a Walmart exclusive, which makes it a lot harder to price. But what we found in the end was that Walmart's regular price and Amazon's regular price were about even most of the time. But where we ended up saving extra money was in the five and 15% off you get for booking the Amazon subscriptions. That was big for us, wasn't it? It was. And also too, with things like the Nor noodles and the school snacks, you, you get the option of buying it in uh, bulk quantities yes yes you can you can buy an entire yeah i never even put that in the notes but you can buy an entire case of say the nor sidekick or sidekick noodles or anything and it's super easy to get whereas you go to walmart i mean you could still buy a case but, but you're gonna end up cheaper on wall it's cheaper on amazon oh, yeah absolutely and it's packaged we love full boxes don't we yes i'm kind of anal about full boxes but i love getting full sealed boxes that i can put up on the pantry and then say never touch right yes not completely but you know how it is so now we did find that Costco, so up here at least, one of the big things that we found was the large items are, aren't are a good deal on Amazon. So if you're looking at, well, what did we find? Toilet paper. We use, we love the Kirkland brand toilet paper, yeah. right, babe? And uh, laundry soap, right? And you can't get the big mega packs of the bounce sheets. Mm-hmm. So those are only like through Costco. And the even price Walmart, was better at Costco. Yeah, and Walmart doesn't even offer those, so. But so that's, so for some items, so what we found so far, at least through the Amazon subscriptions is smaller stuff tends to be a better price because they can get the shipping quite cheap and dry goods, that kind of stuff in toiletries, right? Yeah. Whereas 
of course, you know, we're, we're still a, a, a family of four, so we still go through a fair bit of toilet paper. So we love to buy our big packs from Costco, the Kirkland brand. Well, and the older kids come and do their shopping here sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have any older kids or not, but um, they don't stop costing you money, do they? No. No. They love to come and conveniently they went and got their groceries and forgot 17 items. So they come and shop through our pantry, don't they? It's always the 17 items that they know that we have. Oh, right? yes. It's conveniently the exact items yes. that we have fully stocked in the pantry. So we love them, don't we? Yeah. That's yeah. why I always buy extra. That is true. Yes, I know. And you, that's why my grandmother always bought extra. Your grandmother was a prepper before they called it prepping, wasn't she? She was, but she always knew I grocery shopped in her basement when I was living on my own and single. So she always bought extra. She went through the depression, the great depression, didn't she? she or did, partly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of her reason for wanting to keep things on hand. Yep. But yes. Yeah, so, um, so then once we had the prices, the price comparison, so we knew, you know, there might be the odd item that was cheaper at Walmart, but for the most part, we found most of the stuff from Amazon was cheaper, especially with the subscription discount. So then we figured out how much do we use on a monthly basis? And so say my deodorant, for instance, I like my Axe deodorant and I go through probably a stick about every month and a half, right? Yep. So we decided to subscribe to two a month. So what that was doing was basically, well, I mean, you know, we'll simplify it, but every month it was giving us one extra stick of deodorant. So in theory, in 12 months, we'd have a year supply, wouldn't we, babe? Yep. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was cool. And, and that that's kind of how we did with most everything, didn't we? And some items on Amazon too, though, you don't have a choice. They say you have to, you have mm. to buy quantities of two. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Cause there's certain things that they tell you, you have to get at least two of, right? Yes. And they tend to be the small, cheap items too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Like the school snacks. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's not bad, you know, as long, but we'll talk about it a little bit later, but they will allow you to get two items every two months. Yes. Which is cool. So I like that too. Uh, and then, okay, so now we had everything on subscription, and we'll talk a little more about how it works down below, but about every four months, we sit down, well, it's not really that official, is it? But No, it's basically whenever we start running out of cupboard room, and I'm like, okay, we got to go through the subscriptions, because <laughs> I can't fit this peanut butter anywhere. But... Yeah, so we've got yeah. a, a surplus or an overflow <laughs> yeah. of things, right? So we sit down and we review our subscriptions, don't yep. we? So we, we usually ask a few questions. First one is, do we have enough of it? So if the peanut butter is flowing out of the cupboard and we have too many. And I can't pawn any off on the kids. Yeah. That's enough. Because they show up and they're like, would you stop sending peanut butter with me? I don't need, <laughs> you've literally sent me 15 gallons of peanut butter. I don't need any more, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So if we have enough, that's the first question. Or do we need more? So when we review, we don't just review to cancel stuff. We also review to say, do we need to bump something up? Like, I don't know, are the kids eating uh, Q-tips, for instance, and we're going through Q-tips way too damn, and I forgot to put that on the list, but are the kids going through Q-tips too fast, right? Yeah, or my Swiffer wipes. I go through those like crazy, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and school snacks, too. Yeah. You, you guys will know uh, that they're, oh, there's Ken, hey. <laughs> um, school snacks are like in a, how do you want to put it? They go in waves, don't they? Well, now that our nephew's two and a half and he knows where they are mm -hmm, mm. so now we're going through them a lot quicker that is true and mr cornelius nice to see you i see your internet company paid their power bill tonight so that is awesome but uh, ken says we were raised with a stock pantry and a root cellar depression era grandparents taught us and we're kind of i it's a shame we're, we we've tried to hold on to what our grandparents taught us and we're really trying hard to teach our kids what our grandparents taught us yep 
that generation's mindset is getting lost really quick. You know, it's the just in time delivery or the run out and eat out for supper every night and not, not know how to cook and not know how to stock up on or anything. Or just buy know? the bare minimum so I can go out drinking or smoking. That is true want, too. Right? Yep. You know, and, yeah. and that's not just kids or young adults. That's yeah. freaking grown ass adults too who do that, you know, but, but yeah. So when we review, we sit down and go through the list. Do we have enough or do we need more? Like I said, because you know, all of a sudden the kids will just love goldfish crackers. And some of this stuff you're going to think, oh my God, you guys feed that to your kids. No judgment here. We're just being honest on what we eat. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, so sometimes the kids will be eating goldfish crackers like crazy. And to back that up, they're absolutely disgusting. And oh, I don't know how they can eat them. They, they taste, taste like, like cardboard. <laughs> cardboard mixed with sawdust with a hint of dirty feet. Right? Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're horrible. awful. Yes. Kids love them. I don't know why. Yeah, but then all of a sudden they'll stop eating them, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, after about three months, we'll have a stockpile to the roof of goldfish crackers. And so we turn the subscription off for a while, right? We pause it. And then we pawn some off so we have a, <laughs> an appropriate amount. Mm -hmm. and then... Or we ask the question, have we stopped using it all together? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, like when the adult kids started moving out, it was a product that they wouldn't use anymore, that they were the only one that used it. So we cut the subscription off, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, also... We occasionally look at the price because, and we'll talk about this a little more down further, sometimes the prices creep up or creep down, don't they, babe? They did, and we found like through the pandemic too, prices oh, were creeping all up. All over the place, yeah. right? Your uh, um, your shampoo, we couldn't even get the shampoo It's for not ages. available in Canada anymore at all. I have to order it from the States. So we've started buying it in full case lots coming out of the US. We yeah. pay a little extra, but <laughs> my problem is stocking too much for sure. So that becomes an issue, doesn't it? It does. And I actually, I agree with you, John. I went through that same problem uh, years ago. And I don't know if it was just, <clears throat> just something that I just felt we had to do. Because when all the five kids were at home, I would just buy and buy and buy and buy. And then, then you, re you finally realize that you're, you're actually wasting more than what you need than you should be because like the the reduced bread oh right yes. i i would buy instead of only buying like six loaves i would buy like 25 and we both I'll, would though it wasn't yeah, just you but no i had a bad habit of that and i buy 25 loaves of bread and next thing you know it's freezer burnt it's getting thrown out it's going to the chickens and then it's like okay i just wasted that money and and then you start realizing okay it uh you find out what you need and how much of you need of it and then you start putting in perspective of how much you need for a certain amount of months. And, and of course, and you, and yeah, and you have to be careful with expiry dates on some things too. Yes. And they're, like we say, they're a suggestion for some things and they're mm -hmm. hard and fast for others. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of eating expired mayonnaise, right? No. But, or and if you open a can and it hisses at you. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You use your eyes, your ears and your nose when you're uh, looking at food that might be a little past the expiration date. But yeah. And then we find that, but we still have a tendency of buying too much of stuff. We sure stuff. do. Yeah. Because like, we, we, well, we went, uh, we did pretty good. We did a freezer audit not long ago. We yeah. went through and there wasn't, it was the, I would say it was the best freezer cleanup we've ever had. Wouldn't you? I think that's Close. only because we did it a couple months ago. That could, <laughs> I was bragging us up for a little bit, but yeah. No, so, it's true. But yes, we. But we, with the kids being home too, we're able to uh, go through things a lot quicker as well. And. So like you don't feel so bad buying too much because then when the kids come by and they're like, oh, we need this and this and this. And then you're like, oh, it's my last one. And you don't you don't feel, you don't ever have to say that. And John yeah. asks if mayonnaise goes bad. Well, you know, there. 
Years ago, when I was in college, we went down uh, on two missions trips to New York City. And one of them, we spent the week working at food uh, food pantries, and they dealt with donated food. And they had the big, uh, I think it was like a two-gallon jugs of Miracle Whip mayonnaise, and they had cases of them that had all turned bad. So they hired a compacting garbage truck to come. It was it was in September, and it was hot in New York City. And we threw them all in the back of the garbage truck. It was great until they hit the compactor, and all of a sudden, the most rancid, watery mayo all just came out yeah. all over the hot pavement and then we left so yeah i'm sure somebody got in trouble for that but it was yes so mayo can absolutely go bad and ken says yes ken only goes to town about once every three months so they do really well mm. we grow raise forage hunt and fish for all our own food we buy very little from the store mainly just spices you're almost like the old, old olden days when all they did was <laughs> trade rabbit furs for spices but that that's freaking awesome i yeah, not like said, we always thought we were going to do that, right? We and then we moved did, into town. And we did, but the problem is, like, I, I grew up in a city. So when I met Tim, he his dad would eat, like, rabbit stew and everything. And I just kind of looked at him like he had three heads. Because, like, I'd never heard of that. Like, we used to fish, where I grew up, we used to fish. But we had to throw the fish back because it was contaminated water. Right? <laughs> like, it was Saint, city girl. Yeah, well, St. Clair River, right <laughs> between Mich Michigan and Ontario. And it's where all the, the plants are. So, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't eat any of that fish. And so... When I met him, it's like everything was on. So, and of course, and then when we had the kids, the kids kind of grew up like more country, more country, yeah. but not totally country. And I think that's because I wore off on them too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and you were you were against hunting when we met too, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not against it. I just I find it's not like um I at, at I, the time especially no like I'm just more against people just trophy hunting yeah, yeah yeah that's what yeah. i like if, if you're hunting for like food and survival and and things that you're going to use totally like i have no problem with that but if you're going out just to hunt because you want antlers and skin you get that a lot around here it's yeah kind of a and, shame. and it, it kind of breaks my heart a little but oh yeah yeah but i like i don't know the kids are i guess you can say they're what city-fied now <laughs> somewhere in between you yeah, know the I, only olivia our yeah. oldest one she she's the only one that we ever said that could live in the woods she's just like me. and and would be able to survive absolutely home raised rabbits are better yeah we we yeah yeah there's lots of stories there but we, <laughs> we, we never ra we tried, we tried raising raise, rabbits yep. as pets and and then uh we had them in the house for we got them for the kids for Easter yes, one year yes we did and then uh tim had this brilliant idea he didn't want them in the house anymore so he let them go yeah in the backyard and let's say three rabbits turned into like 40. 33 it was yeah. a whole <laughs> rabbit colony and then and then like, those 40 turned into a couple hundred yeah and, it was yeah. yeah it was yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a very good experiment so then yeah so we look yeah. at we look at the price realize is it still a good deal so we yeah and then we look if it's in stock or not because yes. we realized there were times when all of a sudden things would just not be available for three or four months, right? And I think that had a lot to do with the pandemic as it, well. Yes. It, yeah. It, and we're still dealing with that, aren't we? We are. Yeah. And there's still an issue with that. And yeah, Ken says town is two hours away. And about every three months, right, Ken? And I think I read the other day, he's looking at maybe going to six months going into town, which is kind of cool. Oh, so, see, I wouldn't be able to do that. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so for us with the subscriptions, we, we had about, we decided to kind of put... It tastes too good for pets. <laughs> My dad would say the same thing. <laughs> Trust me, John. John says that rabbits taste too good to be pets. And 
I could agree. I know yeah. we, we would. We I've would, never yeah. had rabbit. I, but, and I don't think I ever could. I have shot a rabbit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. She shot rabbits before. That was yeah, a fun time. But I've yeah. never eaten one now. But yeah. So we, we decided to commit a hundred dollars a month extra that we put into this. Didn't we, babe? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, give or take yeah, it, maybe a little yeah. more. Yeah. But when we first started, it was around a hundred bucks. And with that extra hundred dollars, and it doesn't mean everybody has to start with a hundred dollars. You can start with $10. I mean, copy canning is copy canning, no matter how you do it. No matter how little, you know, baby steps out the door. Like, what about Bob? We always talk about that, right? But we started with $100. And within a year, maybe a year and a half, mm -hmm. we had a year's supply of basically everything, didn't we? Well, I, I think we have more than that now because we just did the new pantry. And <laughs> yes. we were stacking all those deodorants the other day. And there was a lot in there. <laughs> you guys are going to see that. I've been working on a secret pantry project that uh, I'm going to do a whole video on down the road. But uh, you're the first ones to hear about it. It's pretty cool project wasn't it yes yeah we won't talk about it yet though it's, it's going to be a good surprise but uh yeah so how does it work it's pretty simple but what we like about it they let you change the date like you you can pick so number one if you know you're going to be away or if you know there's a certain time of the month that uh you're, you know things are down or low or not busy you can set the date of when everything shows up and it all comes in one lump sum so you don't have to run out to the store and get a whole bunch of stuff right babe right yeah, which is awesome. Then you can set how many, how often, and what you want to come, which we like. Then it gives you the option to skip. So, you can, so say all of a sudden, maybe the kids are going to be away at summer camp for a month. And, you know, so we don't need any school snacks. Or we can skip school snacks for the whole summer, that kind of stuff. So you can skip it. Or you <laughs> can, that's okay. You can decrease the frequency. So say, you know, right now we've got it set to, you know, two deodorant every month. And then all of a sudden we realize we've got enough now. So now we can go to two deodorants every two months. So then we're at what I call maintenance mode, right? And uh, that helps a lot. Sorry guys. And, uh, or if it gets too bad, you can choose to cancel altogether. So if, if you've got way too many and you know, Hey, you're going to be like a whole, you know, we've got three years worth of say Q-tips on hand or <laughs> five years of Colgate toothpaste, maybe we can say, Oh, that's it. We're going to cancel then, you know, so that's great. Now what the best part about this, well, there's a whole bunch, but the thing that we really like is the money you get to save. So on subscriptions, if you subscribe to less than five items, you save uh, 5%. 5%. Yep. Yes. Sorry. Put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah. yeah sorry. And <laughs> Try not to have a coffee. If you subscribe to five items or more, you end up saving 15%. So like I said, most of the prices are as good or better than Walmart's to begin with. And then we ended up saving 15% on top, didn't we, babe? Yes. And diapers, you end up saving 20%. But they don't have what? Uh, they don't have the... talk about this. Yes. So they don't have the generic brand of diaper. Like... And when we were... When we brought our kids up, we, we survived on generic stuff, didn't we? We did, except for diapers, yeah. of course. But they didn't have, like, all the selections they have now. But um, they have at Walmart, they're offering that Rascals and Friends. And we, we use those at the daycare because we offer the diaper program so that parents don't have to bring in diapers. And it's you get two boxes of diapers for $56, whereas on Amazon, they only offer Huggies and Pampers. The brand names. The brand names. And they're about $40 for one box. So, and then same with formula. Yeah. I mean, we use yeah. Parents' Choice parents Formula. Choice, for, yeah. yeah. And so that's one thing Amazon, for subscriptions at least, 
they don't have generic brands. They have basically just the brand names because I think there's a bigger markup on them. But Walmart has the generic brand. So if you look at, like you said, diapers and formula and do the Walmart subscription over there, you can end up saving even more money, can't you? And you could probably get the, um, I haven't really looked too much into it, but you could probably get great value stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never, yeah, we will have to look into it because that's even cheaper again, oh, isn't it, it? Yes, it is. And I, I will have to look at it, but I, I haven't seen it. I haven't looked too deeply into the Walmart subscriptions yet. But there's something we, we can look yeah. into, you know? And um, so something else we really like about the system is they send us a review email every month, don't they? Roughly. Yes. They say, hey, your subscriptions are going to ship in 10 days. You have time to make your changes. So it's nice. They're, I mean, I'm sure they, they know how it works, but it's like they're not trying to slide one over on you. They send it out and they say, okay, guess what? This item's not available or this price went up a little or this price went down a little, right? Yeah. And then that, a lot of times that's the email we use that's kind of our reminder to do a review, right? Yeah. And I think it was, how many emails in a month did we, how many months did we get for the Greenworks cleaner? Yeah. Like before we decide we were just going to cancel it. Because that was our absolute favorite cleaner. The, it, is, it was yeah. a Greenworks all natural spray cleaner. And it must have been at least six, six to nine months in a row where we get the email that said, sorry, not available. So eventually we just canceled it and had to find something different. And it, I still haven't found anything different because the Greenworks is... Um, like I have a sensitivity to cleaners. Yeah. It's the only one that doesn't bother me and it doesn't uh, bother my hands or my allergies or anything. And I can't find anything that's mm -hmm. like it. And our daughter Charlotte's in here now too. So hi, Charlotte. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. But yeah, so then I thought, you know, everybody's like, well, what's the good? What's the bad? Whatever. I thought we'd throw out some of the, the pros and the cons of why we've done this and what we learned. Because it's it's, like I said, it's one of those systems that I don't find a lot of people in the preparedness field are even talking about because, you know, Amazon definitely has its drawbacks. And, but at the same time, a lot of us are still using it. And a lot of people who are just getting into preparedness, they, you know, live and breathe for Amazon. So, you know, um, what we like about it, well, it brings it to our door so we don't have to leave the house, right? Exactly. It was awesome during the pandemic. I mean, well, especially during the first lockdown, you know, well, you know, it seems to. Well, and even more so with what Amazon has now, like I'd say I probably six, seven years ago, I, if I went on Amazon once every couple months, that was mm -hmm. it. And then last year, I think I did about at least 90% of my Christmas shopping from Amazon. Yeah. And it's because like, you don't have to worry about dealing with the public and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and like, <laughs> you don't have to deal with the public. You don't have yeah. to deal with the public. Absolutely. Well, like, and of course, and now we have to wear masks and everything again. And, and it make it just makes you shopping miserable when you want to. So you might as well, you can do it from the comfort of your couch with your phone and you can just order away. And did I mention you don't have to deal with people? Yeah. Because definitely that, don't have to that's deal a with bonus. People. I like not having to deal with some days, you know, you don't but, have to deal with grumpy cashiers or anything oh, like that. Right? You don't have to listen to a cashier tell you her life story about why her boyfriend left her and why her kids <laughs> hate her. And oh, you're just like, do you tell that same story every day? Oh, my, my favorites when they're like eyeing up and, and looking over everything that you're buying. And, they have and then they have, and then they have a comment about what you're buying. And then they ask you why you're buying it. And it's like, that's not And then they business. wonder why we go to automated yeah. cashiers. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So another bonus that we really like is that we don't spend extra money on impulse items. Yes. Because if you guys have ever gone shopping when you're hungry, what happens? Everything uh, looks good. Everything looks good. Well, and, and of course, and then you don't have the gas out of town and you don't have the eating out. And if you take kids with you, then they always want stuff. And, <laughs> And it's just like you just 
you sa- you're saving money all around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I, I guess this was kind of, I must have really double dipped here because I said, you don't have to deal with the public. At first I said, you don't have to leave the house, but you don't have to deal with the public. We already <laughs> talked about that, but um, it lets you build a stockpile at a pace you can afford. So if you've got an extra 20 bucks, you can put a few subscriptions and make it all work into about $20. If you get an extra hundred bucks, you can put in an extra bunch of subscriptions and, you know, maybe you want to build all your, I keep using deodorant, but all your deodorant in one month and you got an extra 40 bucks or 50 bucks, you can up your subscriptions to the amount that you need for that entire year. And then you've got it. And it, yeah, it lets you work at a pace you can afford. Um, and the return policy, babe. Yeah, they're actually, uh, they're, they're really good. Um, we've had, uh, anytime I've ever called them, I've never had any issues with the customer service there. They're always really friendly and, and you don't have to worry about, uh, them asking about for receipts because I don't know about anybody else, but when I go through, they just take the receipt and I just ball it up and put it into my pocket and then I never see it again. And if anybody's ever tried to do a return at Walmart, you know oh, how much fun that is, yeah, right? It's so, miserable. But yeah, if there's yeah. ever anything damaged or spilled, you just call them up and they, you know, they never, as I mean, I'm sure, hey, Greg Arcade, hey, they, there <laughs> is our world famous country music singer. Nice to see you, sir. He's a fellow Canadian. I want to say Manitoba, right, Greg? I'm 95% sure. I should have been sporting my Greg Arcade shirt tonight, but uh, yeah, you know. (laughs) So, yeah. And um, something else that's really cool is sometimes they have extra coupons that will lower the price of the subscription even more, which was really cool, eh? Yeah. And then we also put that uh, it was extra helpful during the pandemic shortages. So, you know, we started doing this I don't know, a couple of years before COVID, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, speaking of those coupons, I don't know if anybody uses Amazon for Christmas, Christmas shopping, but I've noticed the last couple of days they, they're they having these amazing deal of the days. Mm. And I've actually, yeah, I've, I've got some incredible Christmas presents the last couple of days for like, you know, 40, 50% off. So if anybody's got a chance to go on Amazon, you should check those out. I I see all the uh, confirmation emails I get. So (laughs) I know she's been spending. No, it's okay. (laughs) So, okay. So yes, like I said, I didn't want this to be just an Amazon commercial. I didn't want it to sound like we're just going to rave them all up because there are some drawbacks too, right? So price changes, baby. Yes. the, The price changes I've noticed more so because of the pandemic. Yeah. And sometimes you're looking at something and you're just like, wow, that is ridiculous. And yeah. Then, Sometimes the price yeah. just for no reason goes right through the roof. Yeah. And you know, you try to catch it and I know they, they call it dynamic pricing or something like that. But if you don't catch it, sometimes you get overpriced for something, right? Yeah. And, and of course then you get like those third party pricings where it says, see all buying options. And then, and then there's hidden shipping charges or hidden, something. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like a, a $10 can of something turns into like a $65 can of something. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you don't, yeah. So you have to be careful with those. So what's probably my biggest pet peeve of the Amazon subscriptions, babe? The cardboard. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean cardboard? You mean like the massive literal <laughs> pounds of cardboard? And the every other day, I just cleaned up this cardboard. <laughs> there's rarely a day goes by that I don't come home and there's cardboard on the deck that I need to take down to the cardboard bins. So, you know, do we recycle them? Absolutely. Do we reuse them? Yep. I use, I reuse the boxes for Christmas presents. My sister and I have an ongoing joke about it being a, you know, it's a nice box. Yeah. And I think you start to appreciate that more when you're, 
you know, in your late thirties, early forties. Yeah. We, that's For a really reason. nice box, isn't yeah. it? You know? Yeah. That's yeah, great. That's like my dad. He had the same flat pack tuna boxes for two decades that he would just put shirts and stuff in because he could just put tape over them and he was happy. So, I mean, Hey, when you have a good box, you appreciate you, it. Yeah. I mean, man, that's going to hold a present. So, yeah. you know, but that, you know, there, we just, honestly, it sucks. The garbage from Amazon is I, that to me is probably the biggest drawback is the the plastic that they put inside them stupid air pocket bags. Oh, those are ridiculous. And the cardboard. I mean, it gets yeah. recycled, but still, it's still a waste. And then, of course, when you live in a place where the cold can hurt your face. Well, if Greg's from Manitoba, he would know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows about the cold. We, we, we were in Winnipeg uh, one year at Christmas for the kids, or just after Christmas to get the kids off the plane, remember? Yeah. Just after a blizzard, so it was good. Uh, we use ours to sell quail in. See? That's great. That's a... So, yeah, that's the thing, is try to find extra uses for the boxes, because we... We just have too many, don't we? Oh, yes. Yeah. But one of the big ones here, and I don't know, Brian, if you guys, you probably do a little bit too down in uh, uh, Minnesota, but liquid stuff freezes in transit and, you know, they just don't have heated trucks. But I mean, this stuff, some of this stuff is just literally coming from Calgary to us. So it's like one day trip. But we've had, when we used to subscribe for pickles, remember we had pickles freeze? Um, my what? dish soap freezes. Your dish, my, yep. Uh, some of the cleaners freeze. And then freezing isn't horrible although for for uh pickles it can be but for a lot of it what ends up happening is it doesn't just freeze but it splits right yes so then we end up next point things show up damaged or spilled don't they but that's where the great customer service comes in they'll either refund you or they'll ask if they if you want to send out more which doesn't make any sense considering we're gonna be like Minus 40 for about six yeah. days. So They're please like, don't. Could, right? could, could we sit? Yeah. Oh, mayo and dish soap. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, we oh. had mayo freeze that one year from Crisco. Oh, yes. Remember? We and used to do the Santa's Choice hampers. Oh, yes. And yep. it, it was frozen. Maisie wants in. <laughs> Our little dog. You can let her in if you want, if you can reach the door. But uh, so, yeah. So things show up. But what I like about the um, damaged or spilled stuff, they'll usually give you credit for the entire box. And a lot of times, even though you get credit for it, some of the stuff is totally reusable. So here is our little princess, Maisie. She had to come in and join the live stream. we're so, both in here. Yes, <laughs> we're both in here. We rarely spend this much time in the office together at one time. So <laughs> it's not the freezing, it's the thawing. That, that's yeah. Kind, yeah, that's kind of like saying it's not the fall that kills you. It's the sudden stop. And it's oh, true. Oh, the thawing on mayonnaise is, is oh, awful. It separates. It's so gross. Yeah. I had a guy come into home hardware years ago when I worked there and he was big into food preservation and he was trying to find a way to can things that had mayo in them. I could never find anything. I don't, he was, he was an odd German lad, really nice guy, <laughs> but he was odd. And I don't know if he ever found anything. If you guys know of any way to can with mayo, I don't think it's safe, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, sure. I just, just reminded me of that. But <laughs> Peter Musel was his name from years. I don't even know how I remember that, but, um, so another downside is you have to have an Amazon Prime subscription. Now, almost the entire Western world seems to have them. But if you don't, it may or may not be worth it, right? Well, and it's not a, a total negative either because, well, we don't have satellite or cable or anything. But we we do the, the whole Netflix and the Crave and and we get the the Prime subscription channels with it, which is, yeah. it's an added bonus. And I mean, that right there is, is a, a good, um, and what else do they give you with? Well, and well, well, free, you, shipping. free shipping. Yeah. yeah. So you get the free shipping, you get the, the TV uh, channel or the, the, the streaming service. 
And of course, then we have access to the subscriptions. Well, and if you're in a bigger center, like when the kids were up oh. in the city, they used ours. They would sometimes order it in the morning. They'd have it by supper time. Same day. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, same day delivery. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. We, we live in the boondocks, so we're okay with that, yeah. right? But um, so another negative, sometimes it's easier to miss the shortages. Like I said, we'd, we, we could go two, three months and all of a sudden we're like, hon, have you noticed the Greenworks isn't showing up yet? Yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden we're like... We, and then I start running out I'm down to my last bottle and yeah. I want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> or your uh, shampoo, for instance. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, honey, can you uh, pass me a bottle of shampoo? And it's the last bottle. And we're like, but we have a subscription, but it hasn't shown up. So that's why we try to do every three to four months a review because you can lose things, you know? Now, this isn't a positive or a negative, but when you get into this sort of thing, make sure you have space to store stuff because it's like planting a tree. You know, you can plant a little tiny sapling in the corner of your yard and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is great. You know, five, 10 years down the road, all of a sudden it's completely outgrown its space. And it's the same thing with prepping, isn't it, babe? It is, yeah. And not hoarding, but prepping, right? Yes. yes. Big difference. And so for us in Canada, we do need to supplement a little bit with uh, Costco as well, because like I said, some things, you know, aren't always available, but um we have found that you can get things shipped from Costco. Why are you staring at me? <laughs> She's staring at me, making me very uncomfortable. My dog is right now. Give me a kiss. There. Okay. So, yeah, we end up supplementing with uh, Costco. Like I said, the large items. But that's okay. But uh, they do add a little bit. The cost is a little higher to have things shipped, right? From Costco. Um, I... I usually get four packs of toilet paper It's but and the laundry soap. It's about $50 for shipping. Oh, for shipping? For shipping. Yeah, okay. But I... we also live two and a half hours away from Costco. So the $50 kind of, it, yeah. it's not so bad. I mean, we're literally going to spend a hundred bucks in gas. Well, gonna... that, and we always end up staying overnight. And so that's like yeah. six meals. And we're going to go to Costco and we're going to see a hundred cool gadgets that I can review on my channel that I have to buy, right? Yeah. And then I have to hit HomeSense. And yes. And candles. Those. So it's yeah. way cheaper for us to end up just paying a little bit for shipping, you know? But plus the time. Yes. the yeah. All the time. I mean, that's worth more than anything, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Don't you agree, Maisie? Yeah. He's still staring at me. <laughs> oh, making me uncomfortable. Do I owe you money? Anyway, yeah. So, but I thought, you know, I guess one thing that we ended up, we get a lot uh, from our, you know, our family. Really, we only have family, not really a whole lot of friends, but family. They always kind of joke that we're prepping for the zombie apocalypse. And that could be, couldn't be any further from the truth. But you guys remember way back to the great toilet paper shortage of 2020 and how people were talking about hoarding. And they basically lumped prepping and hoarding in the same category, didn't they? Yeah, and that's not fair. Not even a little bit, no. right? Because, so, I thought, why not chat a little bit about this and why doing this is preparing and buying when there's a shortage is hoarding. Because there's, there's a big difference. But, you know, doing this, well, of course, like I said, our family always, family and friends would joke, hey, oh, what are you getting ready for the zombie apocalypse? What do you need 12 packages of toilet paper for? But they're not... But, you know, they're not laughing when they're knocking on your door and they're asking for some toilet Which we gladly give them. You yeah. know, there was lots of people. Great street. Oh, that's our, thanks, John. It was good seeing you, buddy. <laughs> John's got to go to work. Have a good night, man. But yeah, so when you're preparing, and that's buying ahead of time and storing up ahead of time, you never have to rush to the store in a panic. Because what's the first thing? When everybody says there's a shortage of toilet paper, where's everybody go? To the store to buy toilet paper. 
Never have to do that. And I don't great. know if they did it down in the States, but they actually, the the three Walmarts closest to us, they installed video cameras in the toilet paper aisles. And who and, the hell's going to steal? And, yeah. No, I don't know if it was stealing, but I think people were fighting. Oh, and, okay. And then they had signs that you were only allowed one package of toilet paper. And they actually, if you went up to the cash register with more than one, they were taking them from you. Yeah. So like, and you never want to be put in that situation. No. Like, I mean, and that's why we. And that's why we do it. And we didn't even maybe, I mean, you know, I, we didn't know this was going to happen, you know, but by doing it, it, it allowed us to not have to go to the store and deal with the crazy people. Well, no, because we're always waiting for zombies. That's right? true. Yes. We didn't have to go deal with the real zombies, right? Uh, number two, by preparing ahead of time, of course, you never have to pay the inflated prices when there's something on shortage because we all know how the free market works. And if there's a shortage on something, the only way to curtail that is to put the price up. And what store was that? Do you remember they posted it? It was a little, uh, they had... Um, the toilet paper is like what you get at the hotel with the paper. Oh it. yeah, the individual. Yeah, yeah, and they were selling it for like eighteen dollars a roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was a shortage, but we didn't have to worry about that, and we didn't have to worry about. We didn't have any stress of wondering when or where we'd get something, right? Yeah. Because you know, a lot of people. It was kind of funny because we had people from all over the country. They'd call us, be like, "Hey, do you have any idea on where to get hand sanitizer? Do you have any idea where to get uh, and?" N95 masks. We know. actually sent some to Ontario and, and to Nova Scotia. And to Nova Scotia. Yeah. And of course, locally here to Alberta as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was nice to not have to wonder and to be able to help. And like the next one was, of course, you're able to help people out. You got a bunch of stuff on hand and other people don't have it. We can give from our plenty and help people out, can't we? Exactly. Because we were in that position ourselves years ago, weren't we? Many times. We were. And, and one thing too, like um, when you're giving to someone don't ever uh let on that you have a big overabundance right it. because I, then because like then you'll next thing you know you have everyone knocking on your door yes and then, or beating on your door or it could be worse right? yeah so. and and you don't and the next thing you know then you don't have anything for you yes and, right and yeah exactly like yeah what did i put keep your damn mouth shut and i don't yeah. mean that in a bad way you know because obviously our family knows what we have and they're welcome to come for as much as we can give but Again, with other people, you don't always have yeah, to. Yeah, like you're you not going to go say, oh, it's okay. I got 40 packs of toilet paper in my basement. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, why, don't because... you, why don't you donate them and, you know. No, because no, if stuff it. gets really, really bad, the last thing you want is somebody breaking into your house or, or helping themselves when you're not around. Exactly. That's why a good security system yes. comes in handy, right? So uh, it also, so I think, and this, I thought this was good, but, you know, prepping ahead of time, buying things ahead of time helps relieve the pressure on an over already overwhelmed system. So you've got all these people going out there, but we've bought all our stuff ahead of time. We don't need to be out there putting extra pressure on the system. And that was the one thing that everybody was complaining about was how much pressure on the system, but we're doing our part to be ahead of it, right? Yeah, and plus it doesn't uh, expose you to anything that's going around either. That's true, yes. Like we, you know? When it was really rampant through here, we didn't have to worry about being exposed. Exactly, which was great. And <clears throat> something else that we found was that it allowed us to focus on other issues. So when everyone else was trying to find where toilet paper was or where the shortage was, we were able to source materials to make homemade sanitizer and we gave away, how many bottles of homemade sanitizer, baby? At least a hundred. Yeah, think. maybe a couple hundred, I think. So, you know, it allowed you, because in a panic, in a shortage, you're always focused on what you don't have, right? So everybody else is thinking, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Well, 
when you when you don't have to think about that, you're able to help rationally solve some of the other problems, right? Yep. And this was always something that our grandparents and the previous generations did. They they didn't call it prepping; they called it being practical, didn't they? Yep. And uh, like Ken said, you know, uh, cold cellar, uh, pantry, storage—it was just what it was. And then, of course, hoarding. Everybody's like, "Well, what is that?" Well, taking more than you need when there's a shortage, right? So if they're you know, the last thing you want to be doing is going out there and fighting with all the crowds and trying to get your piece of the pie. You you should have already baked your own pie and been well, sitting at home. Well, in the States, they would recognize the kind of like Good Friday sales, right? Or Black Friday Black sales. Friday. Yeah, so yeah, not yeah. Good Friday. Sorry, Black Friday sales. Like sometimes they get, you know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to, everyone wants something, right? And, you know, when you're hoarding or buying when there's a shortage, you're taking from other people who might need it. And... Boy, in this day and age, you remember those people that were buying all the toilet paper to resell? Yep. I mean, it doesn't take any time at all to get canceled on social media simply because you went and bought a little too much when times were tough, right? So, Well, didn't that one guy get charged? I think he so. bought all that sanitizer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And all the, the Lysol wipes and yep. everything. Yeah. And they wanted to resell it. And, you know, I mean, I guess they were in the right. But when you're taking advantage of people when they're down, you're going to end up getting in trouble. You know, it's just what it is, right? Um. So, yeah, as far as... The subscribe and save stuff up here, especially we got household cleaners, pet supplies, right? Maisie, baby stuff, groceries, and beauty products. So we, we have a lot of, you know, we talked about a lot of the things that we use, but I, I took a couple of minutes and we put together a list of it. I thought about 30 different things that people can use to build their prep stuff that we don't necessarily buy from Amazon, but it might give people ideas. And uh, I'll maybe read five at a time, baby. Yeah. So uh, batteries, rechargeable or disposable. They're awesome. You can put them on subscription. Over-the-counter medicines. That was one area that our preps really lacked in, wasn't it? When mm -hmm. So we, we did go out and buy a bunch right before COVID started. Uh, vitamins, Band-Aids, and Ziploc bags. We use a lot of Ziploc bags, don't we? Oh, we do. Um, the Brita water filters, vacuum sealer bags, duct tape, uh, seed pods, toilet paper. Yeah, so if you guys are into growing at home, I mean, most of us have built our own systems, but if you have one of those arrow garden uh, that take the little seed pods, you could actually subscribe and save to those, which I thought was really cool. Uh, disposable wipes, spray cleaners and disinfectants, canned stews. You love your canned stew, don't you? Yeah. Uh, condiments, coffee, and coffee mate. <laughs> you got to have coffee, right? What else, babe? What else did we find? Uh, granola and protein bars, popcorn, seasoning and spices, dried pasta, dried potatoes. Yeah. And so all of this stuff, I thought, you know, I, I just kind of went through all the different categories and I found things because there's a ton of junk in there. So much stuff that isn't worth anything. But some of these were, you know, items that I thought, yeah, this is really good. This could help build a family's preps or you could build a good little pantry around some of this stuff. Uh, Gatorade. So you guys know, you know, when, when you need to get hydrated, the electrolytes are really good. Uh, boxed waffles and pancake mix. Uh, soup bases, we love our beef base and our bouillon, don't we? Yep. Dried nuts, keto bars, and we talked about it before, but baby formula, right, babe? Yeah, and you can also get pet food as well. I didn't oh, see that on there. I forgot to put, I was, <laughs> Maisie, I was going to put the entire, yes, yeah, she's cutting her eyes at me now. But yeah, um, yeah, there, there's a ton of pet stuff. I had a whole section, I must have missed it. But anyway, you know, uh, doggy treats, canned cat food, dry food, all of that. So you can easily set up your recurring subscriptions and have a good little pet prep around too, right? What do you think, Maisie? Would that be good? She's falling asleep. Yeah, she, <laughs> apparently we bored her tonight. She's falling asleep. But So yeah, that was 
kind of a look at our process for Amazon subscriptions, right, babe? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I, it's just something, you know, not a lot of people talk about. We thought it'd be good to kind of run through it. If you guys, people listening on the replay, or if you guys are on the weekly workshop podcast, if you got any questions, throw them out there. Yeah, Ken's got something. Let's see here. It says, our ancestors could be considered preppers by today's standards. It just makes sense to maintain a well-stocked pantry and or root cellar. And I couldn't agree anymore, Ken. Like, I know, you know, city dwellers and stuff, they just don't keep much on hand. But if you don't take the time, I, I think you're maybe doing yourself and your family a disservice by not having stuff, right, babe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important. I mean, and it was always a thing. Like, even, even back when we were absolutely broke as a joke, right? We always tried to have extra on hand, didn't we? We did, the best and, we could. and we're actually wearing off on some people, like, mm. um, aim, like Our my family. my yep. my sister and brother in law started, and my mom start started, and our adult kids to an extent are to an trying. Extent. You know? are they're well, they're they're trying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, not failing miserably, but they're doing their yeah. best, right? And, but um, but eventually, like, if you talk about it enough, then people start to realize, oh, well, you know what? Hey, that's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, like we could do that, and. And, and they, then they realize how easy it is. Yeah, it, and it is like it, 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 simple and easy, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, there's literally you're not buying anything extra. It's again, it, it's like something simple, like keeping your your tank in your uh, vehicle full. And for years, we always let it get right to empty, right? And we, it almost took us moving to Alberta to realize that it really doesn't cost any more money to keep a fuel tank full than it does empty. And that's what we're trying to install in the kids' heads. Yes, yeah. because, and 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 that's the same. I and I don't want to say it doesn't cost any more money to keep a full pantry because we, you all know, I'd be lying if that were if I said that. But what I mean is, once you get that base of a stock on hand, it costs no extra to have that there. It's already your stockpile. Now you're just cycling through. You've built that up, and it's part of your ongoing cost. And it really doesn't cost you any extra at that point. Yes, you need to invest a little bit up front, right, babe? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't, once it's there, it's good. And it's the same with the fuel tank, you know? But yeah, and when we were, and I guess that was one thing when we had the twins, we we kept baby formula on hand and we always tried to have, every time we went out of town, we would buy, what, four or five cans of it? Or yeah. I guess into town. We were only 20 minutes away. But we, we always tried to have a lot because with twins, oh my God, didn't they go through a lot? Didn't oh, they? they did, yes. But now, wouldn't we love to be able to have, um, well, not that we're having any more kids. No, we're <laughs> done with that. I don't know if Charlotte's still there or not. They've been doing it with ammo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something else. Yes, we definitely keep uh, try to keep that on hand too, don't we? But Charlotte knows. She's one of the twins in here. But yeah, if we were ever to have any more kids, we would love to be able to just have this show up on a regular basis and have it sitting on our shelves because there's nothing that makes you feel like a failure or like a bad parent more than running out of diapers or formula. Is there mm -hmm. babe? Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte knows. Yep. But yes. And ammo. Absolutely. Ken, I uh, never really talked about that a lot. Maybe we'll have to do an entire episode on ammo and guns and that kind of stuff, but you know, buy it ahead of time when the price is low and you're being prudent. Buy it when the price is high and there's shortages and all of a sudden you're a hoarder or, you know, and all of a sudden the term prepper becomes a nasty curse word almost. And if anything, we were the ones that were buying things ahead of time when the price was right, when the availability was there. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, no, it's not right. So yeah. 
Anyway, so that was what we had to say about our Amazon subscriptions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I we'll, we'll do another follow-up on it down the road, you know. But uh, I had a few announcements I wanted to share with you guys before we sign off. Um, if you guys uh, know uh, Robert, his channel, he's in here uh, quite <coughs> often with us. Uh, Tools with Souls, he just hit a 1,000 subscribers. I didn't see him tonight, but I'm going to try to get him on here soon. He sent me an email recently about coming on the live stream, so that'll be awesome. So he's able to do his mobile live streaming now. This winter, at least for the five months that I'm doing snow removal, we're kind of considering doing a second live stream every week, aren't we, babe? Mm -hmm. So if there's enough interest, we really want to do kind of a family a family type thing, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this exact thing, calm down. Maisie's getting all worked up. She hears the dogs barking. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, come over here with me. So, yeah. So we're thinking about doing a second live stream. And so it'll also give us a second podcast feed to put out. So anyway, just something to, to think about. If, uh, love seeing folks hit monetize. They, ain't that the truth, Joseph? Making the bay. We're, we're rolling in the YouTube dough, right? But calm down. Yes. But yeah. So if you guys, if there's a certain night that you think is a really good, and he is, yeah, he's growing really fast, Joseph. I'm excited for him. But if there's another night you guys think would be a really good night for a live stream, a night that you're not real busy, just let me know. I, you know, we'll record it whether there's anybody in there or not, but it, it gives us another video to put out another, um, another, we want to do like a bi-weekly podcast. We'd love to get just what we know, right, babe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have one more interview spot for late November. Calm down, sweetheart. Uh, for late November, if anybody's looking to get on the uh, live stream, anything you got to share, I'd love to hear about it. You can send me an email or I just revamp the whole form on toolmantim.co. You can throw all that in. Um, and I, I might have an idea for this month, but if anybody has an idea of somebody that we should spotlight as the community member spotlight for November, I would love a suggestion on that. <laughs> Charlotte says, oh, Maisie, be good. <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody's got a suggestion on who we could do for that, I would love that. I might have mentioned it, but we had our first snowflakes this morning. As far as I'm concerned, that's a four-letter word. Mm. But we do make a lot of money from snow, don't we? And I enjoy snow. Yeah. Like this summer was brutal, so it'd be nice to have some snow. It'll sure be nice, yeah. yeah. And we spent the weekend uh, winterizing all our summer equipment. Mm -hmm. So the seafoam went into the uh, push mower. That all got put away. Uh, my ride-on mower got put away. We cleaned up the hot tub one last time. Uh, camper. Uh, yeah, winterized the camper. Uh, one good rule of thumb, when you're pumping antifreeze into the um, into the camper, make sure that the uh, the outside nozzle isn't broke because I was I couldn't I couldn't figure out why I was going through so much damn antifreeze and it was pumping right out onto the ground because that little spring-loaded valve was busted. So, just something to look at. Uh, what do we got this week? I'm doing the last of our tilling jobs for all my customers. I got about twelve gutter cleanings and some fall yard cleanup. So. And I imagine some of you guys are probably still in shorts weather where you are, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to yeah. be cold here soon, isn't it? It's cold now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a, a hard frost again this morning. We've had ice in the dog, dog food or mm -hmm. the dog water bowl outside. It's been, oh, winter's coming for us. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I am losing my voice again. This is <laughs> awful. I've been fighting this for two weeks oh and this cough yeah oh it's awful <laughs> but it's okay this was i loved it guys thank you so much for dropping in trying some new things i'm really enjoying it i hope you guys enjoy this on the uh, the replay for those of you who are around and yeah we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here aren't we so guys thanks again 
I know you always have. You can spend your time anywhere, and I love that you're willing to come and hang out in the workshop with us, so thank you. And as always, guys, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Oh, 100, yeah, Joseph said he hit 100 yesterday. Good morning, guys. Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Saturday morning, which means it's time for the latest edition of the weekend workshop, and this week... I want to give you kind of a behind the scenes look. I want to answer a question that I get asked all the time. What kind of gear do you use when you're filming your videos? And it might surprise you at how little gear I actually use, but if you pay attention during the opening, uh, our, our opening saying, the, the mission statement of the channel, that part, finding freedom, is all about developing multiple income streams, maybe becoming an entrepreneur, and one way to do that is through content creation. So I thought I'd take you behind the camera this week and show you the gear that I use because I get asked often enough that it must be important to you guys and I'd love to share with you. So hang in there. Alright guys, real quick, if you're new here and you don't know who I am, want to know more about who I am, run by toolmantim.co, that's toolmantim.co, you'll find the monthly newsletter, the weekly podcast, my social links, and the shop where we have well over 100 Amazon products, products that have made me money or saved me money in my handyman business. We got painting tools, hand tools, cordless tools, landscaping tools, and a ton of preparedness gear. So check that out. Anything you pick up helps support the content I create, and I am grateful. So thank you, guys. Okay, so like I said, we're going to step behind the camera here. I'll do my best to speak up. The audio isn't going to be quite as good because you can't film a microphone and talk on a microphone at the same time. So give me a second. I'll pull back, and you guys can see what exactly it is that I do. So here is the studio, and I'm going to show you guys the stuff in the order that I picked it up. So we're going to step back. I'll show you the behind-the-scenes stuff here. So this is just an old phone I had kicking around to set up, uh, just to put it into place as a placeholder. But so when I very first started, the big thing that I always found was simply I always had to find somewhere to lean my phone against. So if you're just getting started, don't sell the firm on new gear, but the one thing I would say is have a way to set up your phone. I picked up this uh, UBC, <laughs> it's a funny spelling anyway, tripod. It also works as a selfie stick. I have marks down there sometimes on the floor to show you where I keep my lighting and my uh, tripod, but that's all there is to it. It has a nice clamp on it. I'll have links to everything in the description so you guys can see it. Um, it holds in the front like this, it's just spring-loaded. And then, of course, from there, let me tell you, the next most important thing is audio. <laughs> so uh, if people can't hear you, they're not going to listen. If your video quality is not great, your lighting isn't great, not a huge deal. But if your audio sucks and people can't hear you and they want to listen, they're not going to be able to. But this is what I use right here. I'll get a close-up for you. So let me show you the whole thing. It's a fine cordless lapel mic. Always makes me sound like I'm stuttering. Get out of your light, Tim. This is lapel mic here. I put that in my pocket, clip this up onto my shirt. You turn it on there, you can change the channels, not a big deal. And then this is the receiver right here. There's a light on the side that turns on. That's the on and off. It's green when it's not connected, red when it is. I turn it this way 
when I'm filming, just in case the red turns green, I know I have audio problems. It comes with this pigtail, and one extra piece I had to buy is that little lightning to headphone adapter. That's really important. Had to have it for an iPhone, not really that important on an Android. But I love this microphone. I tried a few other things, some stuff I wasted money on, like um, a uh, wired lapel mic, a shotgun mic, and none of it really worked that well at all. So now I wanna cut down, since I was talking about audio, we'll cut down to my office. I'll show you my podcast mic, my background setup for my live streams, and we'll come back out here and I'll show you a little bit more. So this here is where I film my live streams. The camera is nothing special, just a 1080p webcam I picked up at a local store. So there's nothing really to recommend there, but the magic is this mic right here, the Fafine podcast mic. I love this thing. It's USB, it clamps down to the table like that, completely articulating, so you can slide it out like an old desk lamp. You got this uh, windscreen, so when I'm spitting, you can't hear me. Another one behind there, and it's a really nice mic. For the cost of it, this thing has been great to me. I probably overspent on it when I first started, but I was looking to the future, hoping that uh, you know I'd get to do more audio, and I certainly have. I like this here. It's kind of like, uh, keeps it from rattling around too much, kind of floats it right in the screen. One, two, three, four adjustments on the entire thing, and it works really well. Now, you're probably wondering about the, the black background or how that works. Well, there's the beautiful wall color in my office. The one room in the house I have not had time to renovate yet, but this is the nine by seven. There it is. And all you use are these little clips that come with it. So it's a nine by seven black photography backdrop and there's nothing to it. These are just like uh, elastic uh, pull clips. And then they have these little alligator clips that hold it up into place. I use three. And that is it. That's all I use down here. And then occasionally, um, I will show you uh, my green screen as well. Just give me a minute went from Went from here, from black. Now I've got green. I usually shut the door. Sometimes if I get close, you can see the reflection through there. But I normally shut the door behind here. But that's it. That simple to set up a green screen, use the same clips, and it is a 9x7 backdrop. You'll never regret buying a little bit bigger uh, backdrop, trust me. It's definitely worth having the bigger one. The 5x7s are just too short and you're always fighting with them. And these clips aren't ideal, sometimes they do pull down, but they work good for me so far. Okay, then the next thing that I did was I built this studio space. This cost me, well, the signage was different, but the actual studio space cost me nothing. Everything I had on hand was stuff I scrounged. Those brackets to hold the shelves up, the boards above were simply from a, um, a job that I took stuff to the dump and kept it. This was recycled black paint that I had left over from another job. And that's all I did. I stripped out this corner in my off in my shop here. See if I can show you a little bit better. This is where I used to film. See that mess there? This is what you deal with with me. And I just painted it all black so that I'd have a nice, uh, you know, non-reflective surface for the most part, even though it still is a little reflective. And the only thing I spent money on were these signs here. I got them from Vistaprint. It was less than $100 for the two of them, which is a little more than I wanted to. Oh, and I spent, yep, a little bit of money on these LED rope lights that don't show up as well as I wish they did, but I still think they're pretty cool. So there's that. And then 
for a long time, I ended up having to work on my lighting. I had some real issues with my lighting. So this is where I stand. This is just a fold-up table with a moving blanket on top of it. You don't see it very often, but I do kind of bullet point notes for most of my videos. They're there. You don't usually see me look at them too much because I cut that part out. I might get a, a viewfinder teleprompter at some point, but I want to show you. This was something else that I had to struggle with for quite a while, and that was lighting. And this is the Moondog light box. So here's the tripod. It's not the sturdiest thing in the world. Comes up to here. I don't want to show you that too much, but it works really well. I'm going to turn the light off just so you can see. So this is it right here. I'll open this up the inside for you so you can see in. And that is the light it comes with. I didn't spend a whole lot of money on, whoops, see if we can get it to focus there, on LED lights yet, because I wasn't sure if I was going to stick with it. Because honestly, it took me a couple of months to get comfortable with the light. Now, if you want to, I'll show you here so you can see my setup. This is where I stand. Camera's shooting at me from here. And I found that the best spot not to uh, reflect off my bald head too much. Now, to give me the best light is to a 45 degree angle off to my left, up and shooting down a little bit. So for what it's worth, that is what it is. Now, if you want to see how I used to shoot, I just used, uh, these are LED daylight bulbs. And when I was shooting, I would wrap that cardboard up around them and then drop them back down. It worked in a pinch. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed seeing that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I wanted to show you guys some of the gear. I'll have links down there. And if I think of it, I'll put some pictures in the video too so you can see some you know, brand new in-the-box videos of this stuff. So what do I want to tell you? What do I want to share with you about this? Well, number one, if you're thinking about becoming a content creator, do it. Try it. At least get it going. If you're waiting for permission, I give you permission. But don't get stuck. I think it's called the toolbox fallacy. I might be wrong about that. But don't be stuck in the, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have. Don't go out. Whenever I get involved in a new hobby, at least when I used to, I would always, I'd go right crazy and spend a ton of money on a bunch of gear. I'd play with my new toys for a while. And then I would just drop it like a bad habit. So if you're looking at creating something, whether it's a business, a content creation, uh, income stream, whatever it is, the less you can spend up front, for the most part, the better off you're going to be. I literally started with my iPhone. Everybody has a phone, or at least most people do. And I'd be over, uh, I was working on some nasty, gross old rentals, and I would just lean my phone on a shelf somewhere and I would talk to it. And occasionally as I would talk, the phone would fall over. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and eventually I realized I had a need for a tripod. So let, don't run out, just start creating content because whoever watches, nope, very few people watch when you first get started. So just start, get comfortable behind the camera, start talking, and then as you build and as you want to make incremental improvements, that's when you start buying some gear. And you don't have to buy the best, you just buy something. The tripod was my first investment. It still works to this day. I had to replace a nut on it that stripped once. It's still really good. I'd like to get a backup, but I haven't yet. Then I went into my audio, and audio was my biggest pain in the butt. I was almost a solid six months till I got the audio to where I really wanted it to be. Of course, when I first started, it was just me and you, a camera and a tripod, or a phone and a tripod, and I would holler as loud as I could to try to get my voice up there. And it sounded like I was talking in a tin box, and I knew 
To me, it was time to improve that. And I didn't want to spend a ton of money, but I bought my Fafine cordless lapel mic. Well, actually, no. Backtrack. I didn't. I wish that was the case. I wish that's the first thing I bought. The first thing I bought on advice from some guys online was one of those top mount red shotgun microphones with the big shaggy dog look on them. <clears throat> it had better audio if you were this close from it, but the problem was I was filming back there. I had a ton of trouble getting any better audio out of that than I was the internal mic on my iPhone. So I thought, well, I need to bring it closer. So then I ordered a microphone stand and I'd keep it right off to the side here where people couldn't see it, have it up over my head, tried hanging it from the ceiling. Nothing worked. I couldn't get good enough audio out of that. So I thought, well, what do I do next? All right, so let's try a lapel mic. And I've already spent probably 60 bucks on audio at this point, which wasn't a ton. I got a wired lapel mic. And then I ran it from my phone all the way down underneath where I filmed, up through here, and the thing was absolute crap. I, you would think a wired lapel mic would give you good audio quality. I couldn't get anything good out of it. So finally, I said to my wife, I said, "Hun, I really want to grow this channel. Is it okay if I spend a bit of money on the microphone? Yeah, sure, babe. I don't mind. She's a good wife. I, I love Becky. Anyway, so I ended up buying this. And you'd think, okay, perfect. Everything's good from here on out. No, I had more troubles with this audio. So you need persistence when you're dealing with gear. You need to find what works for you. But when I first picked up this microphone, I'd be filming just like this. We'd be talking and all of a sudden I'd be going through to do my edits and half my video would be sound like Gremlins was on it or the sound would kick out and there was no, the light wouldn't change. It was said red, it was recording, no problem. I frigged with that for almost a solid month. I was ready to give up. I didn't know what to do. I think I even switched back to the wired lapel once just to try it. And I was just at my wits end out here in the garage trying to figure out. I changed channels. I, I changed out adapters. I changed batteries. Nothing worked. And then one day I thought, it's wireless. Maybe it's getting some interference. And I had already set up to send it back to Amazon. And... I reached up and unplugged this old garage door opener that had been on the fritz in my garage because I came home one day and my garage was open and it was because of that and I never had a bit of problem again. So sound can be the biggest pain in the ass you're ever gonna find but if you take your time and work it out it will pay dividends in the end and I have been super super happy with my audio. And then I picked up the Fafine podcast mic which I think was almost $100 at the time when I bought it. And I, I bought it just, just before or just as I was uh, becoming a part of the expert council on the survival podcast. I really didn't have a plan for it other than I knew I wanted really good audio. It was a bit of a splurge. I probably shouldn't have done it at the time, but I'm super glad I have. Now I use it for my live streams. I use it for recording all my segments. I, it's awesome. And then Audacity, free software on the PC that you can use to edit out. You know what? There's a ton you can do. I literally just use the noise reduction tool and use it for trimming out, you know, pregnant pauses and dogs barking and things like that. But guys, if you're looking at starting some of this, you don't need to run out and mortgage the farm to get started. The key is get in front of the camera, start talking about what you're passionate about, and your audience will let you know what you need to do. If people say your video is too dark, it could be. Take a look. You know, don't be, don't be so full of yourself that you think you know better. But also, just because someone on the YouTube comments tells you something doesn't mean you need to change either. 
And then, so finally, after the sound, after all the audio, I moved on finally to lighting. I talked to my buddy, uh, Joseph Mills, whose channel is just blowing up right now, guys. He's doing awesome. And I said, I think I'm ready for, for lighting. I, I've got my audio knocked out. What did you start with? And he said he bought himself a light box. And it was like this, I think it's Moondog light box. It's got a heavy-duty compact fluorescent I showed you in it. And again, it wasn't as frustrating as sound, but the technical end of things really frustrates me because I just want to get up here and start yammering on and, and creating for you guys. I, the the behind-the-scenes stuff, it takes more than sometimes I want to deal with. I tried that light everywhere. And the it didn't matter where I put it. It would reflect off the tool I was uh, reviewing. It awful shine off my Toolman Tim logo. It took me, I think, three months of shooting. So two months, but so, you know, one month, middle month, and the final one. I think the third month of shooting, I finally found the sweet spot of where I needed it. And I watched a lot of videos. You know, research, research, research. But you can do a lot with very, very little. And honestly, there are guys who literally just use their iPhone with the internal microphone, and that's all they do. But if you have to buy one thing, make it a tripod. If you have to buy two things, make it a good cordless mic that has decent audio quality, and you'll succeed. So guys, I, this was a little bit different. I love these content creation videos, but this definitely falls under the umbrella of our mission statement for this channel, and that part is the finding freedom. Because this, you know, it's just starting to make me some okay money. I'm really happy with it. I enjoy it. It's going to become, my goal is for it to become half of all of my income within a year or two. And uh, it will it will be there. And it can do the same thing for you. And there's so many new platforms with so much opportunity out there. It's just awesome. You know, we've got Odyssey now, which is just an incredible service. Uh, Float, which offers um, the live streaming that I do when I do my live streams, goes across all three platforms. And there's going to be a ton of ways for content creators to get out there, spread their message. And if you want to, create another side income that helps support you and your family. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Take a look in the comments below. I'll have links to all the gear so you guys can check it out. Because I get asked all the time and I wanted to put a video together that I could point to and say, hey, here it is. I hope this helps. And if you're a content creator and there's something you use that you think I could benefit from, link it in the description below so I can check it out. I love reviewing new gear and I never want to be an old dog. I always want to be able to learn new tricks. Anytime I can make an improvement is a good thing for me. So guys, you know I always love it when you come and hang out with me in the workshop. Thank you very much. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Monday morning, which means it's time for another edition of the Money Making Minute. And it's the first Monday of the month, which means it is time for my one of my favorite segments, the Community Member Spotlight. And this month, we are spotlighting the Lots Project, also known as Happy Hills Homestead. Brian and Corey are an incredible homesteading company from Minnesota who've been homesteading for quite a while. They have been sharing their journey a fair bit, but they also love to share pictures of their fur babies, videos of their fur babies, including a very photogenic St. Bernard called Walter. Baby Walter, they call him, but he's not the size of a baby. Anyway, these guys are incredible. They've recently discovered that they don't love living where the air in the wintertime can really hurt your face, and so they've decided to build 
well, I don't want to tell you the whole story, but anyway, they've decided to build an off-grid RV and travel around boondocking until they find the place that suits them. I'm sorry about the raspy voice this week, guys. Got this awful kind of bug thing going on. I just sound like I'm a 140-year-old smoker, but I had to get on here and do their intro. So let's go into their video. You guys can see what they're all about, and I'll come back and close up for you. This is Brian from the Lots Project, and the other day I got a message from Tim the Toolman Cook, and he asked if I wanted to participate in his community spotlight segment um, of his YouTube channel, and I said absolutely I would. Um, I found Tim a long time ago on the Survival Podcast. I've kind of followed along as he's grown his handyman business and um, his content creation business. And I'm kind of moving into that space myself. So yeah, I would absolutely love to participate in Tim's Community Spotlight. So he asked me to give a little bit of background about myself and what I got going on and then do a review recommendation of a tool that I use all the time, uh, part of my gear that's kind of essential, and I think I got a good one for you. So, a little bit about me and what I got going on. Uh, seven years ago, uh, my wife and I purchased a 35-acre homestead in central Minnesota. Uh, we've raised a variety of livestock, uh, chickens, rabbits, uh, meat birds, pasture-raised turkey, uh, quail, uh, we've grown microgreens, uh, and we've enjoyed and learned from all of it. Uh, we really tried to do everything by the book and follow all the regulations, and Minnesota, that's an interesting job in itself. Uh, we both worked full-time and didn't really ever have enough time to put into the homestead to make it a business, and we hate the winters here. Uh, it, it's brutal, brutal cold. Um, Tim knows uh, he's got the same kind of climate up there in Canada. Um, but about two years ago we decided we were done with this and we wanted to go and travel around for a while and find a new location. So that started the Lots Project. Um, we're converting a 32-foot travel trailer uh, to be able to boondock, uh, be off-grid, uh, installed solar and a composting toilet, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, videotaped it all. Um, I'm working on getting those videos produced. And then we're going to document our, uh, document our trip. And hopefully, eventually, we find some place to settle down uh, that's more conducive to our, our weather liking and our regulation liking. Uh, so that's what the Lots Project is. Uh, my wife also runs a social media account for our three uh, <laughs> enormous dogs. Uh, we have two St. Bernards and a St. Bernard Great Dane mix. And so for the tool review, uh, Tim asked me to pick something that is important in my gear. Uh, I'm a service tech in the petroleum industry. Uh, for the last decade, I've kind of worked in all sorts of uh, maintenance, machine operation, um, real hands-on fix, fixing type of thing. Uh, 
and I actually got this about a decade ago from an employer as a gift and I've had it in my pocket every day since. It's a fantastic tool. I use it every day at least once. It's the Leatherman OHT multi-tool. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's held up, like I said, for at least a decade. I use this. It's in my pocket no matter what I'm wearing, uh, dressed up, working, around the homestead, on the job, and I panic when I lose it. If I don't have it in my pocket, if I left it somewhere, I literally panic. So it is definitely the, one of the most important tools in my life. Uh, kind of goes right along with my uh, carry flashlight. So I will uh, go through everything that this has and I strongly recommend it. Obviously I've carried it for a decade. So this is what this tool has to offer. Um, it's got a nice pair of pliers, uh, several different areas to grab stuff, a needle nose, uh, this will grab onto bolt heads really nice, a wire cutter, um, this locks so it won't slide in and out. Your bottle opener, flathead screwdriver, knife blade, saw blade, smaller flathead, Phillips head, a serrated blade, and then a strap and zip tie cutter. There's also all of these different size holes for tank, uh, tank tops, uh, uh, oxygen tanks, and, and whatnot. If you don't have the key for it, you can uh, open it with these slots. Um, so I think it lists 16 tools. I don't know. I didn't count them. I use all those. But uh, there is one more interesting feature of this comes in handy every now and then if you see this hole right here you can take a number eight rod from say a gun cleaning kit or uh, any sort of thing like that uh, you can make up tiny tools uh, if you're handy but it screws into that and it becomes a handle Just a little bonus feature that uh, can help you out in a pinch. And there you have it. That's uh, kind of that tool in a nutshell. I definitely recommend picking one up. I know it's not the newest or the fanciest or the latest model of, of the Leatherman multi-tool, but I find it very useful. Uh, I use almost everything on it. And, uh, like I said, I panic if it's not in my pocket. And I hope you enjoyed a little bit uh, sneak peek of the Lots Project. If you want to find out more, uh, you can subscribe to our channel or uh, find us on social media. I'm sure Tim will put the links in the video description. Thanks, Tim, for having me along. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. So. That was really cool. I love hearing about what they're doing. I've been following their RV journey. They've installed a small little a wood stove. 
they're working on a solar system, they're doing a whole bunch of different upgrades to make life just a little bit better. I watched their video the other day on off-grid laundry. It was a little more labor-intensive than I'd prefer, but hey, to each their own, right? But like I said, Brian and Corey are an incredible couple. I love following them on social media. They've, they've been on there and give me a lot of good feedback. Uh, you know, always liking pictures on Instagram and stuff, but I've got all of their links in the description below. So check them all out. Please take a minute, go subscribe to the channel and follow them all across social. Just blow them up, guys, and show them the love from the, uh, the workshop community. And if you want to know more about me, you guys know that routine, toolmantim.co. I won't go into it this week because this week was about Brian and Corey and the Lots Project. So guys, thanks for uh, getting me that content. It was awesome. I asked them on short notice. They did me a huge favor. I planned on doing them next month, but what I had planned this month had fallen through. And within three days, he had this video back to me. So thanks, Brian. I really appreciate it. Guys, that's it for me this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey, guys. Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Tuesday morning, which means it's time for another edition of Toolbox Tuesday. And this week, I got kind of an interesting one for you. If you guys are dog lovers like I am... There's this game that dogs like to play. It's called indoors, outdoors, indoors, outdoors. Every time my dogs are inside, they want to go outside. Every time my dogs are outside, they want to go inside. And I had a huge issue with needing to leave my door open when the weather wasn't real nice because oh, the dogs are out. I don't want to stand there and wait for them. Anyway, so a dog door was the solution. However, we live in a place where we need central air three months of the year and heat about six months of the year and we wanted something that was really insulated so today i want to share with you my thoughts after just over a year with the pet safe extreme weather pet door all right guys real quick before we dive in anything you want to know about me run by toolmantim.co you'll find the monthly newsletter weekly podcast social media links i'm on float MeWe. Instagram, Facebook, Odyssey, and of course YouTube, and go by the shop where you'll see well over 100 recommendations for products on Amazon, stuff I've used in my handyman business that's made me money or saved me money. We have hand tools, we have cordless power tools, landscaping gear, and of course my favorite, preparedness items. So run by there, check that out. If you end up buying anything at all through there, it supports the content I create, and I would be very grateful, so thanks guys. Like I said, last year, just a little before this time of the year, the wife and I decided it was time to install a doggy door. We were tired of playing the in-out game with our four chihuahuas. And we thought, you know what? We need to find something that's not going to let the cold air in. Because we've had some before that just blow and let the cold air, literally blow and blow the cold air in. And they were just miserable. So we started doing a ton of research, read through a lot of reviews online with Amazon. And we ended up finding this pet safe extreme weather pet door the reviews were really good it had a four point star rating out of literally thousands of reviews and we thought okay great so real quick if you've never installed a pet door a doggy door before it's a lot easier than you think i've got an old video from a couple of years ago where i installed a pet door i will link in the description below to so if you want to watch that and see how that works it's really not that bad and from there it's basically a simple process for installing. There were some issues in some of the reviews where people said the interior flaps weren't up to snuff, 
they broke, they, they broke down, whatever. But our experience has been nothing but wonderful. Except for one dog for about a week when we first got it was scared. Pepper was a little chicken shit. Wouldn't go through there. But the other three barreled right through. And my two fat ass cats, they both go through it too. So it's worked really well for us. I want to switch gears right quick, take you inside, show you what all that is about, what it looks like, how it works, the different layers, and then we'll come back out here and finish. Okay guys, so here is the Pet Safe Extreme Weather Pet Door. So I wanted to get down here and show you. This has been a year and a half. One of the biggest complaints I'd heard online was that these flaps would wear out and tear off. Now, I only have chihuahuas, I went with a small one, but it has held up surprisingly, surprisingly well. Now, if you, like I said, if you live in an area with extreme temperatures, hot or cold, it's important to try to keep this as uh, tight of an area as you can. Our dogs need to come in and go out. That's what they do. So let me show you. This actually has four layers of protection, three during the day and an extra one at night. I guess four if you include the magnets. But let's grab it. So we first, this is what we have. We have an interior flap. Then in the middle, I'm gonna show you here. This is an, actually an insulated pad that goes in between. And then the third layer is another flap that's magnetic on the outside. So you have an outside exterior magnetic flap, then you have an insulated pad that goes in the middle, and then a third interior magnetic flap like that. As it gets colder, it does have to um, take an extra second to kind of move back into its own space. But what I really like about this, and uh, probably would have worked better if I had a perfectly flat door, but it also comes with an overnight weather protection, weather protection cover. I'm gonna put some magnets on this. That's how it works. It stays there fine, except when my dogs go like this. And then they go out in the middle of the night anyway. But it works really well. It uh, keeps the dogs from going outside at night. Uh, that, there's no lock for it, but this has been really good for us because we needed a way for our chihuahuas to get in and out and be able to uh, use the bathroom, do their business, and not need to leave the door wide open for him while we wait. Uh, this was, this is just, it, it has worked really good. I've been really happy with it and it has held up. I'll get in real close. Like I said, this a year and a half now. These flaps are used tons of times every day. Even our fat three-legged cat comes through it as often as he can and it's held up. So let's go back out to the shop and I'll do the closing video. Okay, so what did you think of that? Easy to install, uh, much more durable than you would think. It literally does keep the cold out. And it comes with that fourth layer snap-on lid that I really like, that if I had to pay a little more attention, I probably could have got to work a lot better. Going to add some magnets, but that's a story for another day. Now, what don't I love about it? It's a little on the expensive side. I paid over 80 bucks for the small one. They do come in up to like jumbo, overweight German Shepherd size, if you're interested in that as well. Uh, the bolts that put it together are plastic. I get it, so they don't rust, corrode or whatever, or they're not sharp on the dogs. So just be careful when you tighten them down. Don't over tighten them. You don't need to put a torque wrench on them or, you know, don't use an impact driver because they will snap. Um, if you have an existing pet door, there's a good chance that the, the opening that's there, you're going to need to cut it out a little bit further because this has a slightly wider frame with it. Not a huge deal, just a concern. And then on the really, really cold days, that heavy duty vinyl does get a little harder for the dogs to push. Uh, it kind of, it has like... A weather memory so on the cold days it really it, it struggles to close and then it struggles to open just a bit it does it those magnets work great 
but just keep that in mind, especially for small dogs. It can be a little more difficult for them in the middle of winter, except for Maisie because she just barrels straight through, balls to the wall, doesn't even worry about it. That thing's crazy. But the rest of them, they do struggle just a little bit getting it in, getting in and out of the door uh, when it's really, really cold. But it works. I love that extra cover to keep the dogs in the house at night in case they happen to sneak out in the kitchen. But yeah, so if you're looking for a recommendation on a heavy duty pet door, the Pet Safe Extreme Weather uh, pet door, it's worked great for us. So guys, if you have another recommendation or if you say, Tim, you're totally wrong. Why are you talking about this? No problem, but I love it. It's something that's worked great for us. It's honestly made our lives just a little bit better. I wish I'd have done an initial review of it back a year ago, but I just never thought about it. So I thought, what better time to share than now? And if you have other recommendations, let me know. And if you're new here and you want to hang around, first hit that subscribe button. Then introduce yourself in the comments below. Let me know who you are, what you're all about, the things you're passionate about, the things you know about. Introduce yourself so you can become part of this community. I would love that. And guys, I know you, got, you can spend your time everywhere. And I'm grateful that you come here and hang out with me in the workshop. So thank you. And guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. Welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. It's Wednesday morning, which means it's time for another edition of Tool Time Gear Reviews. And I got a good one for you this week. You guys ever had a product or a food that you absolutely love just spoiled for you for no other reason than somebody tells you something about it that you didn't know, and all of a sudden it just makes it less sufficient than it was before. Well, that happened to me this summer with my Milwaukee Fastback. I'm going to tell you all about it in a little bit, but I ended up just on a whim looking for a rigid Milwaukee knife. We're going to talk about this and the fun story in a minute. Hey guys, if you're new here and you want to know who I am, run by toolmantim.co. That's toolmantim.co. You'll be able to find the monthly newsletter, the weekly podcast, all my social links, and most importantly, the shop, where I have way over 100 Amazon products, things that I've used in my handyman business that have made me money or saved me money, solutions to problems, and a ton of different categories. We have hand tools, we have cordless DeWalt tools, we have landscaping, painting gear, and my favorite category, preparedness items. So if you want to check that out, run by there. Anything you pick up, I get a small commission and it helps support the content I create for you guys. So thank you. All right. So like I said, a few years back, I was always a big Caesar salad fan. Ate it everywhere I went. Anytime we went out, I'd always get a side of Caesar. Until one day my wife says, honey, did you know there's anchovies in the Caesar salad dressing? And just like that, nothing changed. They didn't change the ingredients, nothing like that. But all of a sudden, my brain said, oh, anchovies in Caesar salad dressing? And for a lot of months, I couldn't eat it anymore. And you might think, Tim, what the hell does Caesar salad have to do with a Milwaukee knife? Well, let me tell you. So you guys know that I love the Milwaukee Fastback. And spoiler alert, this is still my go-to utility knife. However, here's the thing. I used it all summer in my tool belt, going up and down the ladder, putting my vinyl siding on the house. Never thought anything of it. Till one day I posted, this was on sale, and a community member said, oh, I got no time for folding utility knives. Of course, my dander went up and I thought, what the hell's wrong with them? How can you not love this knife? 
And I thought, hold on, Tim, find out why. And they said, the only reason they didn't like folding knives, and it wasn't because they fold, it was because they're smaller. You put them in your tool belt, and they automatically fall down to the bottom of the pocket. So guess what? For the rest of the summer, every time I was up on the ladder and I needed a utility knife, I had to fish it out of the bottom of my pocket. It was never an issue before until somebody made me mentally aware of it, and all of a sudden, that was, instead of a feature, it was now a bug. So at that time, I thought, well, what the hell? I went on Amazon, got looking around, and I found this Milwaukee. It doesn't even have a name. It just, the model number is 4822-1910. All aluminum construction. It's rigid. Turns out it's not that much longer, but it does seem to sit in your tool belt pocket a little bit better. So I thought, okay, we're going to give it a shot. Now, this is not going to be a comparison video. I will do a Milwaukee knife showdown video down the road. However, I want to tell you about this guy. So, what do I like about it? Well, you guys know I'm a big fan of Milwaukee hand tools. Haven't been let down by one yet. So, let's see. All aluminum finish with the nice red Milwaukee paint on it. Lifetime warranty. Now, it has positive detent, so you can actually lock that blade at a couple of different spots here. So you can have it about three different spots. Now you might notice you can even leave it out like that. And one of the warnings I heard online was be careful because sometimes you don't realize it's still sticking out. The plastic slide release is on the side, which isn't the end of the world. It has a really weird springy feel to it. It doesn't feel like it's going to last forever, but so far, so good. The underside is kind of like a rubberized knurled finish. Quite cool. It uh, gives you a lot of good grip. What I like about this not going to compare. What I do like about it is it's a nice, strong, rigid knife. It's thicker than I like, bulkier than I like. However, in some instances, I can see where this would come in handy. It's not going to be my everyday carry, but I'm not comparing it to the Fastback. Don't do it, Tim. In the bottom here, it has room to store extra blades. It says five. I got eight in there, and I could probably jam a couple more in. It has the patented one-push-button uh, Milwaukee blade release, which I love. And if you guys are looking for a good quality utility knife blade, DeWalt Carbide are the cat's ass. I love them. So this is pretty easy. Seems to fit a little bit. You got to be perfectly perpendicular to go down like that. Ah, nope. Hang on. See, a little bit tricky. There we go. I think I got it that time. But what I find is it, it does. Oh, it also helps if you push the right button and not the slide release instead. There we go. And that's it. Real simple, real nice design, real solid aluminum. So if you are looking for a, you know, this is what I always called a, a carpet layers knife when I was a kid. This is, you know, they always had those silver Stanley ones that my dad had one that looked like it come over on the Ark with Noah. But this, a little bit lighter, feels a little sturdier. You know, it's not my everyday carry utility knife. That's still this one over here that we won't speak of right now because we're going to do a different video down the road. This guy has a 4.2 star review out of 100 or so reviews on Amazon. Not a ton. There's a real mixed bag of stuff. I love going through the Amazon reviews to see what other issues other people have had. And there were a few, but the main ones were, number one, a lot of people not getting the knife that was described online. And that is a bit of an issue. I like this. This is a really nice knife but it's not the one that I ordered either. I also ordered one that had a little hook in it, something I don't ever use, but it's that um, wire stripping hook. It says it's good up to 10 gauge. This does not have it. 
Maybe they've eliminated it in the newer models, but the picture and description on Amazon still says that. And the other concern that a lot of people had was the slide release button is plastic and a few people have had it pop off or break on them. I've been good so far. I'm happy with it. This definitely meets the Toolman Tim seal of approval. If you're looking for a solid, rigid, straight utility knife that doesn't fold, has no give when you push on it, I like it. Feels good in the hand. Somebody with, you know, fingers that aren't sausages may not enjoy it quite as much as I do, but this is held up good and I'm okay with it. Am I ditching my Milwaukee Fastback? Oh no, this is still my go-to everyday carry in my toolbox. I don't have enough rent, so rental space, yeah, in my toolbox for two knives, so this is the guy I'm still carrying, but if I need a little extra pressure, a little extra stability in a knife, or honestly, if I'm just working around the garage and I don't have my toolbox out, this will be my go-to for the time being. So I hope you like that look, uh, my thought process in trying a new tool. Sometimes we need to be open to new things, because sometimes I'm not. I get like an old man yelling at clouds and stuck in my own way. But I did enjoy this. And you know, if you're looking for a nice uh, single blade utility knife, this will work. It's got that little hook area down there that I didn't show you that you can, you know, put a, I don't know, like a carabiner or something on it so you don't lose it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. If you guys have used this, if you had problems with it, let me know. If you enjoy it, if this is your go-to, uh, a couple community members I talked to said they love the Irwin straight knives. So if that's your uh, cup of tea, let me know as well. And if you're new here, Introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Become part of the community. Hit the subscribe button. Stick around. And you guys know I always appreciate you can spend your time and your energy in so many places, and yet you're willing to come by and hang out with me in my workshop. So thanks, guys. I do appreciate it. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Thanks again, guys, for dropping by the weekly workshop. A new edition drops every week, so keep an eye out. And if you're looking for a solution to such problems as I spilled paint on vinyl siding or I can't get this heavy picture to stay on the wall, stop by toolmantim.co and check out the Today's Tool section where I share products and tools that have either made me money or saved me money personally or in my long-running year-round handyman business. And if you found value in this content, please take a moment and share it on your social platform of choice. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.